Good day, guys. Uh, thank you for listening to my first episode. I appreciate the feedback and support. On today's episode, we have a close friend of mine, Awangiwe Wakomango. Enjoy. Uh, that was um, a very nice and profound answer from your side and I appreciate it my boy and now I just want us to start where we actually met you know because I like I like my people to hear about to understand why I I chose you you understand I want them to get a more of a feel of 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 the relationship that we also have because people want to feel part of the conversation so when I am um, what did you study at UWC what was your view before going to UWC of higher education and how it would contribute to your growth and what actually happened when you got to UWC and your views about it after? Because I feel like when I am in a lot of circumstances or situations, people go to university with a, with a different mindset of not knowing what to expect or what would um, or what to look forward to. Because Emma Kayamos, we passed my trick. And then you're told that you're going to university, even if you don't have the aspirations to do that. So I just want you to share with us, my boy, uh, your view of what actually take what what actually took place when you got to the place, and what you got out of the place, and how did the place mold Awangi Wemango that we know you as Namtlanj? Mm, mm, mm. That's a mouthful, Skay. Um... From my end, look, you know, I'm starting back now in, 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 in matric, you know, I'm, I'm writing my finals, you know, I've got my whole life ahead of me, as everyone would always say. Um, look, I was someone who's always been a hard worker at school, quite a lot of teachers impacted my life in the way in which I view academics and what I think I'd like to pursue. But I don't think I had like a sole um, decision making or kind of thinking, uh, like for instance, sitting myself down and saying, look, what kind of career path do I want to follow, you know? My parents have always been uh, people who kind of give me the full anatomy for myself to make my own decisions in terms of what is it that I want to become, you know? Which is the blessing and the, and the curse. I think it's, it's, it's something that's double, it's, it's like a double-edged sword because the best thing is that you get to decide what you want to do and you know each day I chose this, I need to continue. But another one is that you go into something not guided and you don't know what to expect out of it, you know? And um, leaving matric, you know, my dad just set me down, you know, he was like, dude, uh, I've got the money for varsity. Um, what do you want to study, you know? And I've, I, I had applied for quite a lot of stuff then. Like, it was so funny. I didn't have like one thing I applied for. I remember at NMNU, I applied for science. At Rhodes, I applied for psychology at... You also applied for law at UDAVs. I applied for a BSc in conservation biology. And when I looked, I looked at my report card, you know, uh, I really enjoyed um, biology uh, back in high school. Um, and that was largely influenced by a teacher, you know, who had like very good teaching practices and kind of um, always got in my head in terms of self-affirmations of you can do this you know mm. you, you're quite someone who's driven quite someone who's very detailed in his work you'd be such a great biologist you know so i always it kind of lingered in my mind that maybe this is what i'm destined for you know because of the ability and 
going to UWC, um, look, my, my both my parents studied at varsity while they were working and while they were like pretty much mature after several years after high school, you know. So their stories of you of, of university were very different to mine because they were leaving work and going to university, you know, and then coming back home. They didn't really have a life on campus, so they couldn't have a say to say, look, do this, do that, concentrate on this, concentrate on that. So I went to UWC as like a blank canvas, as you know, the guy from mm-hmm. Ginsberg, uh, but who has been blessed with the opportunity of going to a, um, a former Model C school, you know, in town. So I got, I went to UWC with a bit of best of both worlds, um, as they put it today. And as I went there, as I was saying, I went as a blank canvas. I didn't have anything to expect, but all I knew is that, look, I need to apply myself um, throughout university so that I come back with this degree. You know, that was the initial thought. And as I got there, um, I'm not sure if I mentioned, I studied a Bachelor of Science in Conservation Biology. Mm. So I majored in both botany and zoology, which was uncommon uh, amongst people. Yeah, I struggled I struggled a lot as well. Yes, when I'm I struggled a lot at times to answer the question of people when we were still in university, well, what is Mango studying? Biodiversity and conservation, (laughs) you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, It it was quite a mouthful then, you know. And I don't want to lie, a lot of people were always nervous and asking me, dude, um, so what kind of jobs are you going to get out Mm. of this, you know? And I got that question so much that it got me thinking as well, you know. What kind of job am I going to get out of this? And I remember during uh, my university years, you know, I was someone who's really, and what, what makes it easy for me or what makes it nicer for me, I always kind of knew how to navigate a space where I can know, okay, look, these are the sort of people I need to hang around with, you know, to stay abreast here mm. with academics. Mm. These are the kind of people who are going to influence my life positively in terms of social sphere. These are the kind of guys that are going to get me abreast with student politics, student affairs, you know. But it, it, it was all a gradual process of opening myself up to the experiences mm. so that I take it all in and then be able to swift through what will work for me and what won't work for me. And to study something so secluded from the public, you know, um, like the Life Science Building was very much um, a market UWC side, you know, it was on the side there and people who did science, they were always like incubated in that space, always spoke about things concerning research, concerning biology, you know, and as I grew into the course, like I could do the course, but um, throughout the years, you know, that's when I kind of gained language that look, I think I ended up deciding on this kind of pursuit because it was something I could do. I wasn't necessarily passionate about it because I remember towards my final year, you know, um, I I became so involved in in, in people-centered things because remember my background is, it gives back, we were very much a a community of people Mm. that, you know, because there were were guys like, for instance, myself and Usongo, um, who went to like model C schools in a way where academically we were a bit fluent in terms of language, we were able to understand math, you know, science. So we, we, we tutored a lot of guys that we played soccer with because you see in, in, in Akasi, there's always 
those social settings that kind of integrate the space mm. so that everyone has kind of an equal opportunity and sport doesn't just become sport you know it's a, a social outreach type of thing so we've always been amongst people and trying to ensure that abandu are not left behind in what's being done you know and where mm. we want to see ourselves tomorrow uh, okay. so i got involved in a bit of politics um at because i think it's that innate I, I, did, i didn't i didn't choose to be part of politics that's a nice thing like uh, certain guys just came through to me or rosa and uh Dalwando, you know came to me and they were like dude you did an awesome job as a house commissioner so and we think there's quite a lot of work you could do you know for students at a, at a at a broader scale at a bigger stage you know and i think innately because of where i'm from me kona lando twai nimba west coast where you you are able to put yourself in the shoes of those who are struggling or shoes of those who are excluded you know or are left behind and because you are in such a position of being able to kind of verse these um adverse adversities they're going through as a bridge between yourself students and management mm. you know i i allowed myself to be an instrument during oh. that time okay. and okay. allowing myself to be an instrument during that time was also fatal for what i was not passionate about which was what i was there for you know oh, okay. um the academics there's, there's something mm-hmm. sorry, sorry man there's something that you mentioned my boy that um yeah that that uh, sparked a thought to me when you said um the relationship you had with your teacher as what um yeah. influenced the decision that you ended up making when it came to which degree to pursue when it came to UWC so now I also want yeah. to I also want to since we 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 speaking about our relationship as well Ebo uh, I just yeah, want yeah, to yeah. comment on like one can you add on what you were saying we impact from fair to that you guys you or Ben Deans like how you guys changed my perspective of things and how you guys had an impact in my life and how you guys especially you how you always tried to cultivate the relationship amongst the gents and how you always like in everything that you were involved in mangs you it exuded e e e e e e hard work and you always tried to strive you always tried to do more and it always like raised the question kumba hila why like how does this guy do it like why does everything that has to do with him it's like 110%. It's something to, it's a marvel to watch. I don't I don't want to lie as a friend. And for me when I am if you remember I was when I got to you guys when I first met you guys I was a student in Unisa. I didn't even know what I wanted to yeah. study. I was doing a diploma. I I not to say my diploma is, you know, but like I didn't like I didn't have any direction. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was just going with the flow. But because you guys yeah. were so intentional with everything that you guys were doing, you guys took me in. You guys were like what encouraged me to come to the library. And I wasn't even a student at UWC. Come to the library. You guys had different views in terms of what a relationship was from what I knew because I came from East London and I I was living a different life. Cuz you guys always laugh yeah, when you guys yeah. hear someone from my high school, my background speaking about me and the guy you guys knew. because there was a huge difference. Yeah. And it's not like there was a huge mm-hmm. difference but like I had to adapt when I met you guys. I had to to change my ways because you guys had a certain way of doing things. And you guys were responsible for me applying at UWC. You guys were responsible for me um getting res 
um like when starting on a new journey you know and yeah, and yeah, i want yeah. i want i want to, the, the the reason why I'm, I'm putting this to you my boy is i want to know what makes you this like everything that you touch everything that you involve yourself in you always try to do the best that you can do you know you never leave a stone unturned yeah. or you never do something half-heartedly you know and i think yeah. because of the conversation we're having uh, we're trying to drive it to uh, and this platform of the journey of knowing yourself what what makes yeah. you like what makes you do that guy yeah look look come for you see like in this life thing i believe largely that you you only get just one chance you know and in that in, in saying that you know like I, like i mentioned earlier the reality i grew up in you know a lot of guys didn't have the opportunity and it would be a disservice if you were given an opportunity and not suck the marrow dry you know um and in sucking that marrow remember the more you know uh and and it was a slogan of uh, a party i was a part of the ibasma which meant uh, which said, it, uh, it read as yeah i read as follows what the education for us as service to africa and when you look at service just that slogan alone it was very profound for me you need to know the process for you to be able to teach others and if you don't apply yourself when learning the process then it becomes increasingly difficult to teach anyone mm. anything because you don't understand mm. what you're doing you know mm. and uh, i'm not sure if you've seen the movie forest camp before i'm someone who's very huge on yeah. movies as well and i like analyzing them and sitting down just marveling the no, work of that director no. or the writer no, you know? i haven't seen it there's a part there you haven't seen it yeah Yeah, yeah, you might find it boring. I think you like thriller or action, right? <laughs> nah, nah, nah. <laughs> But, I'm at the documentary yeah, type of thing. Mm. Yeah, nonetheless, there's a nice scene there where Tom Hanks, you know, is, is standing upon um, Jenny's, Jenny's um, gravesite, you know. And there's a part of his, he says there, you know, um, he feels like in life, you know, you, 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 you're just floating like accidental like on a breeze you know or he, oh yeah he starts with the opening question that do we all have a destiny or are we just floating accidental like on a breeze you know and to answer that question i think at times you know the more we let things flow the more we float like a, accidentally on a breeze you know and i don't think for me i don't want to float i'm always someone who tries to cut it short the minute i start floating or the minute i feel like I'm not going anywhere you know oh, okay. I get frustrated okay, okay, because okay. I believe in cultivating the grass that I want to see green become green and if it's not becoming green I need to I, I get frustrated trying to search how can I make this thing green you know mm. because I'm on a bigger mandate and the bigger mandate is to ensure that I get to learn the process get to know the process get to complete the process oh, well. and bring others with me and you know? and and you know when amangs also um just not to cut you off you, you no, also no worries, you, no you, you paid attention also you guys paid attention to small smallest of details also because there was a funny thing like it was funny to me at the time because i wasn't used to it yeah you guys were like a friendship how you guys navigated around the space of friendship was different to what i knew t9 is london back in the time like we weren't like if it's on one of when you're not going to walk you home 
And you guys used to walk me all the time. And if you remember, I used to ask you, gents, why do you guys do this? You know, we just had a hectic weekend and like I'm about to go. And you guys were all like Skyrim got Dean, got Ben, if kind of square, vice versa. And then you guys would walk me to the yeah. station. And it 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 might seem small now that I'm saying it, but the impact it had on me and how it changed my perspective, it was large, my guy. It was large because now I had to question my character. I had to now question the person I was becoming because I was starting to become a young man. Do you understand? Like, now I'm in Cape Town on my own and I'm meeting these guys from the same Eastern Cape. We're all in Cape Town. We're all yeah. just trying to figure this thing out. And these guys are so different. These guys are so different. These guys, like, how they speak to people, how they carry themselves out in front of people. Like the smallest of things. And yeah, it was a marvel to watch, my guy. So I want to progress, my guy, to the mm. next question. It comes to relationships. How important are relationships yes. when you're trying to build this person that you want to become? You know? And I know there are different types yeah. of relationships. I want to start with family. Because when you when you introduced yourself, you touched a lot upon support. You touched upon a lot of a community. You touched a lot upon like everything that had to do with family. How important is that relationship when it comes to building yourself and um you know cultivating this person that you're becoming yeah cool it's, it's very important when i come for and I, I i think the difference that you were mentioning as well uh might might be cultivated by two main factors you know mm. one being east london is relatively bigger than king you know and with King being smaller, going to point number two is that a smaller community tends to hold each other very tight, you know, because mm. we we all we have, you know. Mm. So there's that there's that force that really brings you a lot closer to someone that was and it's 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 a show of of gratitude that yeah. you want to see, so, and man, you guys would, you guys, you guys would highlight you know? every every little thing that I do, you know. But thank you, dog. Yeah, thank yeah, you, and yeah, weird, bro. And and I think I think that's that's that, you know. And 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 moving to family, you see, I for one, I, I try to do most things by my own, you know, for yes. quite a while. I wouldn't necessarily say I'm someone who's like I'm big on family. Mm. Um, having and seeing uh, my parents happy, my sisters, you know, I've got two sisters and, and, and my mom and dad, and that's like the family I'm, I'm really close with because Oof. I don't have, or we, we didn't quite grow oh. up with cousins and stuff where oh. we we close, you know. So for me, I, in a way, like I had mentioned earlier, my, my, my dad and my mom, like, pretty much trusted my. Yes. judgment on things and my decision making you know mm. to a point where it kind of ended up alienating me where i'm making my own decisions it made you grow time. it made you grow yeah mm. and when i think about it now though you know uh, the one thing i like about family that they've kind of fostered as well in me is the permanence of home mm. you know you can you can go on and chase neverland but should your should your gas run dry you know or should you not be able to move forward mm. you know there's this place you could always come to and you could always 
speak to us you know okay. so my parents really were intentional about having that open door okay. and it's 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 been a journey for me as well you know kind of allowing myself to speak more about things that um i find as challenging okay. and remember because of what i've grew up at, like how i grew up mm. i've been someone who wants to do things for myself you know and oh. i try to make things work so it, it kind of gets difficult for me to reach out and be like oh, okay. yo mom this is what i'm going through you know dad this is what i'm going through and you know i kind of always knew that they're there okay. so that's what the, the the family aspect in my point is they, they kind of gave me their word that look we here for you and we got you you know okay. and that alone for me was like a driving force to know that should my hundred not work out you know i've got the permanence of home of ikaya where you can always go back to recharge uh clear the fog go back to the drawing board you know gain your energy again to go back in the field okay moving forward my boy um uh to other relationships because uh there's also i think there's something that's interesting in terms of how you how you navigate towards like around friends and how you carry yourself out because there's something that i want i'd like to to learn from you you always know how to choose yourself in any situation that you put yourself in and especially in friendships uh intimate relationships you always have that edge of knowing when a space isn't suited for you and i and and and, and, it, and it, it keeps on repeat because i remember this time when i mean when uh things started taking south at uwc how things things started to fall apart gents were getting distracted you were the first guy to say gents what is happening here won't cultivate any positive outcomes i'm now moving out i'm going to dice because at that time yeah. everything was at its peak on campus every time everything was <laughs> yeah, everything was starting to happen for us and you chose out and like i didn't understand but how can this guy leave at this moment like this is the best time <laughs> of our lives and you chose yourself bro yeah yeah i remember that so yeah when i say it, it, it's it's a kind of a difficult art to learn you see and i knew what's at stake you know remember I'm someone who was the first in my family to go at my age to university. So what's at stake is that I'm not like a trust fund here where if things don't work out, you know, mm. dad's going to withdraw money and then you can start your life over again, you know. So as soon as things happen for me, I don't know what rings about, but I kind of gain new eyes where I see things as is. And remember I had a I had a very big year that year 2015 um mm. I was part of leadership on campus yeah yeah a lot was I happening had, I had a lot of personal battles to kind of fight which is staying up rest with my classes which didn't really cater for me to be in politics then because none of them understood why you'd be in politics if you're doing science there were practicals I needed to go to that I was flaking so that I can make meetings on campus it was a really like it was a crazy roller coaster ride. Yo, it was crazy. And I remember. <laughs> yeah, it was a crazy roller coaster ride. And on campus, you know, people that wrote you off in politics were starting to now show love, you know. It's like actually you you are the real one, you know. Yeah. Uh, and there were quite a lot of people start murmuring your name. And you and, know what, Mangs, why this point is when, so- 
sorry 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 to cut it you off my boy me. yeah uh, the, the reason why this I, point is so important is that we only realized what you saw then like two to three years after you had made that decision already and i kept telling you all the time mango you said this a long time ago and tina we didn't see it the same way we started seeing it tina way after way after you've made the decision of when about ah, this is not yeah. working i'm out yeah bro like i like, like i was just getting to that point as yeah. well like i was i was scared bro because there were times where you know would walk into the pub you know and people are already like offering beer and stuff <laughs> it was it was crazy times when we were then becoming a group that's like idolized for presence you know and I, for me i was just scared that look i'm not being idolized for what i'm here for oh you know? and i think that's when we had the chat to, to say and i remember it was a time where we were just partying like most of the times if it's not friday to monday it was it was just crazy man and i sat down and i was like you know what i remember telling you guys i was like i just want to graduate now i'm not gonna do politics next year uh and i need to like move away from what's currently happening move away from the noise and you see because i studied biology i think most of what i acted in was based on what i was studying mm-hmm. like for instance for us uh, a definition of behavior is your response to external stimuli mm. and there was quite a lot of stimuli that was derailing our productivity then mm. you know and i knew for one you know i'm someone who gets sucked in and you know how my personality is like for mm. instance if i start with the same with the same um, i think i'm gonna start being a weightlifter ambassador type of thing mm. you know if um i start let's say starts running you know I'm going to run every day like I I I pour myself 100% uh, into what I start doing and I enjoy. So I knew that look fun was being had and I was enjoying it I won't lie. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I had to identify something that's causing my productivity to not be at at, at its peak. I remember that one year I wrote exams in June. Remember dude, I wrote exams in June. And I was recalled to rewrite all those exams. <laughs> it was crazy. I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm drowning in work. I'm trying to be in politics. And funny enough, a friend of mine just recently texted me as well. She was like, dude, we were seeing you drowning in this world that you were becoming the best version of yourself. But at the same time, it was very detrimental for your productivity, for what you were here for, yeah. you know? And that is where I needed to identify what is happening this year that's different from the other years which was first year and second year and that's when i was like okay i call my dad and i was like okay dude i just rewrote each and every exam that i wrote and i think i've safe to say i passed 50% of these exams there's modules i will have to repeat next year and they're prerequisites mm. and i was like dude i know this is going to come off as a shock as what are you doing there why aren't you focused you know and mm. i needed to make the decision and speak to him man to man i was like look i'll make it right and it's because of the politics and i don't want to blame them i was supposed to prioritize my time i was supposed to be mature enough to know when to do what and what kind of energy to pour away you know mm. and i didn't do that i was i was very upfront about what's happening with him and 
I was accountable to the words I had shared with him that it will never happen again. So once I gave my dad my word and I, I just knew I needed to come to you guys and tell you guys, look, next year I'm packing my bags, James. I can't do this. And obviously, yeah, naturally at the time, people were like, are you crazy, dude? Mm. Things are happening here on campus. <laughs> you want to miss out on all of this? And I was like, it's worth missing out on because okay, my back friend. then, I, I think for me, it would have would have really knock me out okay um, there's, a, there's a point that you haven't touched on that i think is also important for this for this conversation yeah urban yeah like working as well while you were a student and also excelling at, at like what you were doing in an urban and, and opportunities opening on that side like besides besides in school and you've you've touched on okay. politics already i also just want you to briefly because we don't have the time to go deep in terms of okay. what happened with that but like i think it's also important for like students that are listening and how important it is to also try out other things while you're studying you know i just want you to but please yeah. don't belong with that yeah 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 no thanks Kamva. um urban happened at such an interesting time like i said to you i was like easy going a blank mm. a blank, a bl- a blank canvas going to uwc mm. i made quite a lot of friends i met this guy umbuso math at mm. the time um and like i said to you because of what i was studying a lot of people always liked asking me dude what are you going to become mm. there's like so much scarcity on jobs in south africa you know and it's he bad. was like he's starting to develop himself and he was working as a stylist then you know and he was like you dress decently dude you could you know try this out and i don't know i was like dude i don't know but what's like what will i lose if i try it out so urban happened at a time where i was trying things out that were going to kind of develop the the skills that i needed to develop to make myself employable after completing this degree that is said to have minimal job opportunities if you don't go further into your studies you know so urban happened that way where uh, because i was identified by a stylist who who worked for urban was like dude you you you've got the style i mean you're quite a conversationalist mm. easy going um come try out you know i went through and i tried out i got the job and what it kind of also instilled in me was discipline in terms of managing my time knowing that here's where I'm, i need to be after that i need to do my work you know it kind of structured my day in a way where all of that free time that i was using to do mm. other things like partying started now being diverted into this something more constructive job i just got yeah 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 oh, okay and knowing that you had to report to work kind of knew the amount of time you have so i had mm. to wake up early study go to class after class quickly go there you know nine come back and eat study again same routine it kind of structured mm. my day more positively in terms of growth and also making a bit of guap um, while doing that so you had to prioritize at an early stage yeah, which, is very, which is very yeah. key so i want us to move on yeah because there's one relate like when you're speaking relationships i want you to also speak about yeah. intimate relationships and the significance of those at this age okanya as a person who's trying to build themselves because you must understand most but when you're in those intimate relationships you spend a lot of time with these people you this is a people yeah. that you tell about your interests and inspirations these are the person that you yeah. you always next to that's your comfort zone that's your safe zone so 
like yeah. if you would like Jay to share with us like also how do you navigate kind how do you um carry yourself out in those spaces because i think who you date or who you're in an intimate relationship with is very important if you're trying to grow yourself yeah. because they could either make you or they could break you because you're yeah no certainly that you're always around you will end up like resembling E, 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 those small rituals is like I'm climbing trouble like a local zinzindo. You understand? Mm, mm. So can you also yeah. just touch on that? Yeah, look, I I enjoy relationships so much. Um, you probably know that. Yeah. <laughs> I I enjoy relationships because of how grounded they make you. You know. Mm. Remember, um, I've always been someone who's like driven. You know, mm. and. In, in being driven, there's also a bit of noise around you, you know, that can derail you from things that you need to do or need to be about, you know. Mm. Um, and 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 when I get a liking of of, of someone, you know, um, and then we we in a relationship, it it kind of makes me uh, develops me gets to gets you to also see the world from someone else's perspective as well. Mm. I find that very important because. You start now molding and incubating a life that you feel will be sustainable for you mm. um, and for the future that you're trying to also build. The nice thing about relationships is the ability to team, you know, mm. um, two people from different backgrounds, you know, and if your if your goals align, I mean, if you're a, a, a pot of gold, you know, because you've got someone to hold you accountable, you have someone to hold accountable, mm. and it kind of teaches you a lot about yourself as well. Um, there's quite a lot uh, that falls in our blind spots, you know, in terms of the people that we are mm-hmm. and what we prioritize, what we lack, you know, uh, what we need to improve and be people that are intentional <coughs> about things and outcomes, you know. So that's what I I, t- I love okay. relationships for, you know. Also, um, they get you thinking about the next person. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Did is you also, want to like narrow it down? To yeah, yeah, because the time that... time is not on our side. So also, um, okay. yeah, I'm just trying to touch on all the points that we were we were to discuss here, yeah, because well, time is not on our side. So uh, when a man's with relationships, don't you also think that there's a bit of a, uh, I don't know if I say a, 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 a it's there's a mis- like I'd say uh, there's a. I don't know if I find the right word to put this, but there's a bit of a mis... How what we want from relationship gets lost in translation in, 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 okay. in while being in a relationship. And in most of the times you'd find... Because I've, I've had the, the privilege of being friends with a lot of ladies and guys when i'm clumsy you know both parties in a relationship and you hear i'm clumsy this guy yeah this is what he wants out of this and what about these people want the same thing but indo seems not yeah. to to work out like what do you think causes the 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 miscommunication or i don't know if miscommunication, that's communication huh? uh, like what like what I, makes what makes the the intention yeah but gets lost in, in translation of in, the actions. In translation uh. I think largely when I come for is firstly not knowing yourself fully holistically and by that I mean you know with us gents we use a lot of our trauma and we impose it on the next person not knowing how much we're putting on their shoulders and it is also our responsibility to get to learn these things because 
it's funny how we defensively mention them to the to to the people that we're in relationships with mm-hmm. when we're doing wrong you know we never upfront with the information of this is how i this is how i grew up this is what i went through you know mm-hmm. it's always as a rebuttal to when you're doing wrong so what really puts a lot of strain on people in relationships is firstly not knowing yourself and being honest about who you are where you're from and what your intentions are mm-hmm. and that will cultivate the kind of communication you want for your partner moving forward it kind of sets the tone and i think for me um personally you know i'm someone i i, I battled a lot you know in confrontation or being able to kind of articulate myself in 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 in, in, in situations where you you have to be thorough about your communication and and what you are expecting out of this you know I'm someone who enjoys writing, uh sitting back, you know, processing quite a lot that's going around you. It's very important for you guys to kind of learn each other what are your preferences or what your triggers are, you know, what your mm. backgrounds like, or what your aspirations are, you know. And by the book it happens, you know, from the start, but the the the, the only downfall in Agamva that I think as people we do and I did as well. the most things we talk about and the, the person we we really position is the version that you'd like to become and the version you'd like to become that you position kind of now creates this facade of a person that you are which ends up having the next party being interested in you because of the person you position yourself as and i think what then loses a lot of people in translation in terms of expectation and deliverables in the relationship is when they can't keep up in being the person that they position themselves as like i've gotten to learn this that for instance once you start at a certain pace at a certain level with someone we don't understand as guys that we are creating an expectation for the person that this is the person you said you are you know mm-hmm. um these are the things that got me interested in you and I don't think we have that language as we doing these things. We doing them because we we want the best for our partner at that time. We don't think sustainability in the long run, you know. And when that comes up, you know, it's easy for the next party to ask, "Yo, why well, why are you changing? I'm no longer happy." And we 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 rebuttal all of those concerns that come up because we don't know what we did before, you know, to to begin with. So that is what needs to be addressed where you constantly are yourself and you're secure within yourself and what what you are expecting out of the relationship what you are also projecting for the future of the relationship from the get go so that we give the next party an opportunity to be like ah this is what I want to be a part of or this is what I can't do you know and i think that's what one thing and one main thing that firstly happens where sustainability of a relationship can no longer continue because of you not being able to be the person that you showed yourself as being during courtship during the meeting phase during getting to know the person during showing them your interests you know all of a sudden now 2 years down the line 3 years down the line ukam was comfortable you know and when people speak of comfort it's not saying you're comfortable because you're not putting in any effort you're comfortable because you're becoming your true self and this person doesn't know your true self it's like who's this all of a sudden and it causes a lot of frustration because all of a sudden ukamvo wasemond is now starting to become a thing whereas 
someone knows who can force a who has decorum who who dresses nice who never wears flip flops so now there's <laughs> a so now there's a, so now there's a disconnect from the person that you presented and the person that you yes. are okay yes yes i know that's for myself for instance for, for like i'm i don't think i i continued with life not thinking that i need to you are when you were a Ginsberg forever you know mm. yes i grew up a Ginsberg but now i've been launched into a world of becoming who i want to be and i can be able to change those versions anytime because that was an opportunity for me to develop myself to be who i want to be mm. you know however in you wanting to be who you want to become it's also equally important that you know where you're from and you're very secure with that and in being secure with that it's also knowing that the position you're currently in which is the one of yearning and striving and 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 trying to make things become is a position where you're coming from still wanting to be that thing you want to become mm. and i think we need to be clear about that because when you position yourself as you have arrived at being that kamva that you want to become then you will need to provide as that kamva who has arrived at that kind of destination you know mm. um and which kind of also weighs heavy on you because that's not the person you are yeah you know okay thanks thanks and man. yeah i think that's where i think for me i think that's where the disconnect comes from you know oh, okay now nah, well oneself well put my boy um now comes my favorite part of the show whereby i ask yeah. you we play a game i ask you random questions and you just give your view if you want to elaborate you elaborate if you don't want to you just give one word answer like whatever like it's just uh the first question um kind of statement is uh do you okay. think do you think there's a viable political solution to anything to any problem that we face in society do you think that there's a viable political solution to any of the problems that we face do you think that politics can you can be used to solve problems that we we go through as communities or society at large yes it's a comfortable yes for me do you want to elaborate maybe because i want to hear like yes uh okay no worries yes i can, i definitely sure. can yeah. i think politics has a lot of power play in it um like for instance let's look back at 2015 um when we were when we were actually fighting for equal opportunity equal education um where there's no education given to the highest bidder where mm. students across the the country uh, across the globe you know we're in solidarity fighting for fees must fall why politics can't offer us that it's plain simple gamva they want someone to depend on on mm. them to keep them mm. in power mm. you know and that's what i believe because you would see that like for instance there's so many businesses you know that are, are, are granted bail you know in terms of copious amounts of money that are injected in those things that are lo- and and that money is always looted mm. look now for instance during covid there were a lot of updates about the release funds given to the country granted to the country to relieve to relieve people mm. under immense stress um during that time of uncertainty and we didn't get to see any material change Gamba mm. politics can change things because for instance look at the call for action during the lockdown mm. 
there were a lot of things that were decided upon that were delivered overnight which were in favor of obviously the governing body but gamva politics can be able to change things for greater good but i also think they would rather have because why i'm thinking why education cannot be free for everyone imagine from the surrounding areas you come from people being granted the opportunity to go to school they are going to then be able to become independent thinkers who are going to end up building their own penthouses but now you know what politics keeps them where they are so that later on when it's manifestos it's like remember me guys i built you your rdp house i grant you water every friday and that holds them at that point of not being liberated mentally of being able to make their own decision and see things as fit where they can analyze things themselves you know so i think politics can okay uh, be uh, the answer to all things question 2 however yeah okay question 2 is were you satisfied by how our government responded to the covid pandemic uh, or if not and if not if you weren't satisfied tell us how you think clamp they could have reacted better or vice versa if like clamp if say yes tell us why you saying yes you were satisfied for me i'm really i'm I, I, for me i i think I, i think our government really tried their level best to do all they could Mm. um the way in which they managed the the lockdown situation mm. um and the gradual opening of the country i think i think it was a best they they did well for me okay um okay, yeah okay, i don't sure. i don't need to explain okay, that sure, yeah sure, because sure, 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 sure. i think they did well for me okay the last question i'm repeating it i asked it last week as well kokanye samong What's your view on the state of higher education after this pandemic considering the fact that we might not go back to uh physical learning like going to class and education being taught and being carried out as the way that it it, it was before uh with the possibility that a lot of academics will um uh like remove themselves from the system because the the like how things will be going won't be the same and also now that um there's a possibility that people can be studying from home so the actual business itself that it won't strive as well as it was before the pandemic like for instance a lot of stakeholders that invested in the system like by building it res nendoni now they'll suffer because now there's this possibility that this might be the new normal like this might be also now the level of e assessments that are happening because now sit down exams might not be the only way to go about things because you can't force mm-hmm. students to go right at school you know so what's your view mm-hmm. on 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 this chat about that's going around about high education and the state of high education and how some people might even say the standard will drop some saying no it'll be the same like what's your view on that so is my view on how i think education will change or will be impacted by yes, covid yes, in the long run yes. however way whichever way oh, that okay. you've heard what i was saying i think i think um, for, for me um this is this is this was a a positive exercise because it kind of exposed the gaps 
within our mm. society in terms of mm. who has access to education and who hasn't. Mm. To make an example for you, there's the schools in our country that didn't <laughs> shut down at all. Um, I could name a few, you know, but I don't think this is the platform to do mm. that. So I don't want to change it and make it that. Mm. But like the schools that never locked down, um, they just swiftly moved to um, online learning and kids, you know, continue to do so um, via Teams, via Microsoft Teams, yeah, via Zoom, you know, and and some other schools didn't have any learning at all happening. And with that being said, you know, a lot of their school content was sent via WhatsApp. Uh, It's quite concerning because it shows us the huge gap between um, people with access to education and with that being said, Kamva, it's going to be a slow, a slow movement to online learning. It's not going to happen overnight, for one, because majority of the country was left behind during the lockdown. Um, it's like only close to 20% who were able to study online. Obviously, with the possibility of online uh, or things moving online and the kind of impact it would then have to the holding parties, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. on physical learning. I think that's part of what will make the transition gradual as opposed to swift. Okay. No. Because had they identified the gap, a lot could have been done to ensure that all these learners are getting their education because um, you could start with teachers being on these platforms like Zoom, Hangouts, LearnTube, Microsoft Teams, and ensure that students are as well equipped with the necessary tools. But because that wasn't done, like you said, because of those holding parties, um, we would still need to continue with contact learning. But I think what will happen now moving forward, Gamva, it will be blended mm. as opposed to moving holistically to online learning. Yeah, yeah. Blended in the sense that, yeah, blended in the sense that while we are opening and when we are open, we would need to teach each and every one how to actually cope with online learning because Mm. there's a lot to cope with from being in contact with a lot of people i know a lot of people at university learn from their peers than they do from lecture Mm. from lecturers and from tutorials you know so universities for one i think would start with implementing a blended solution where you know some types you can do online so that you kind of get used to the whole online learning um, thing before it can be used as a viable medium and it is part of our generation now it's it's actually called 4IR which is like the fourth industrial revolution where things are in actual fact moving online you know and um, that is why like institutions like Get Smarter um, had opened doors for people who are working professionals to be able to further their studies online while working, you know. Mm. And most other institutions are also starting 100% online online courses. Like, for instance, UDAPS has a development management course fully online, no contact at all. VITS has a PDBA online. Um, I've seen quite a number of UJ courses online, um, UP courses online go on. So I think that gradual aspect of it is coming along and those that are comfortable with it are starting to pursue that line of of, of studying because remember, it allows you the flexibility based on time where you can still work and you can still study, you know, uh, as opposed to 
olden times where you go to a university for six years and then you graduate and then you are asked for six years of experience. <laughs> where uh, were you going to get that? You know. Oh, yeah. So there is a lot of positives coming with the online solution because okay. it allows you the freedom of being wherever. Like for instance, me now, I'm currently at home working full time. So I'm working for a company in Cape Town and I'm down in the Eastern Cape. You know, oh, yeah. I, I have the benefit of being with family while still doing my work and I could even load school. Okay. while i'm still here in the eastern cape so okay. that means you have access to quite a lot of ivy league institutions mm. while you are still remote um in whatever region of the country so there's that aspect where you don't have to travel because it is money for south africans to travel to and from work it is money to travel to and from school okay. you know okay. and more especially for communities it's where cheaper, cheaper, parents aren't yeah. as established or they're not well off so it's quite a lot of money that's spent on traveling to and from university. So I think with online learning if it's properly properly executed it would be a a very good viable future. But like you said as well because of the stakeholders I mean doors of higher education learning will still remain open for contact learning. And quite a lot of people are also still a bit scared on moving online uh because of the 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 loyalty to these institutions exactly, and exactly exactly the yeah the lack of flexibility yeah, as well in their yeah. thinking and they're reliant on having to go physically to the school yeah, yeah. and be there so yeah. i do think in the long yeah. run there's going to be a lot of innovation moving forward like look at schools like valencia valencia is a fully online high school oh, okay. and to think people were not going to go to such a school the school has actually recorded at least uh 20,000 students upwards um attending that school and schools like that now such a pandemic which should have been a black swan for them it was a black swan event that created their lack to be more visible in terms of their idea because most of our schools were closed they weren't closed they were operating okay. because they are fully online so yeah. it kind of shows you the benefits of having such a thing because whatever yeah. hits that means your academic um activity and calendar still continues and it's not at halt because of what's happening in and around you and when i am we could we could go on and on like i know when we yeah, con- we when, on, when we converse it, 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 it wouldn't stop and if it were up to me i would go like cuz still have a lot that we haven't touched upon but time is not on our side so i just want you to like uh on the conversation and have your closing remarks and and just okay, say cool. your last words my guy okay cool no kamva uh, first and foremost thank you so much for inviting me to the platform of um journey you know uh journey is long um it's very vast you know and these conversations happen really we we gain language every day from podcasts we consume content online we see you know Um, I know a lot of resources um where we we get to see things that people have language of that conscientize us on how to move about our lives how to live and lead healthy lives hold ourselves accountable to our goals you know and most of what we have seen and most of what we learn is 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 that kamva life is long life is short and in it being long or short you know we need to um shoot our shot bro um you lose 100% of the shoots you do, of the shots you don't shoot hey hey hi hi they heard it from you they heard it from they heard it for the man himself umango irish umango irish 
I know I am, man. We're definitely going to have a part two because I think there's a lot of uh, aspects that I thought we could have touched upon. But because of time, you know, and because of the limitations, yeah. of course, that we have, we can't go beyond an hour. Only Joe Rogan can has that privilege because of the platform he has. So, Nunayam, thank you so much and away. Nah, thanks, government, for inviting me. Uh, and I know you and me, man, would go on and on and on. Um, like back in the days in varsity, man, we'd have quite a few, you yeah, know, uh, yeah. to sip on and chat about everything and anything. And yeah, man, like as much as as much as we can speak on and on and on about everything, uh, one thing's for sure, man. I think you know people just need to gain the courage to also know that everything we're looking for in this life is on the other side of fear, and we mm. shouldn't let fear cripple us. And yeah, we should take Ooh. our chances, shoot our shots start these things that we're thinking about learn on the road you know and and open ourselves to these opportunities as we go along away away thank you a lot thanks a lot mangs hope to thanks thanks cover for having me away thank you my boy Shot.